Uh, thank you for caring. Uh, thank you for loving our country. Thank for your sacrifice. Many of you, because of your service, your life will never be the same. And going was a service, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, many times. And I want you to know from the depths of my heart as pastor of your church, I thank you for your sacrifice, your caring, your service. And I will pray for you and love you and thank you so very much for loving our country. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Armor was for fighting. Paul now is beginning a series in the book of Ephesians called the spiritual warfare. He's already discussed in the early parts of the book the spiritual walk of a Christian. But I don't know if you know it or not, folks, we're in a war. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Now, we've mixed that up of politics. Our battle is not political. Too bad we don't understand that in Christian circles. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. Allow me this morning to talk to you just a little bit about veterans. Someone has said that it's the veteran, not the preacher, that has given us the freedom of religion. They said it's the veteran, not the reporter who's given us the freedom of press. It's the veteran, they say, it's not the poet that gives us the freedom of speech. It's the veteran, not the campus organizer who gives us the freedom to assemble. It's the veteran, not the lawyer who has given us the freedom of a fair trial. It's the veteran we honor when we stand for our flag. It's the veteran we honor when tears fall down our cheek when we watch old glory wave in the breeze and we think what a great country we have. I've jotted down three must every veteran learned 
about serving in the military. The first must is we must obey our commander. Whether it is a military or whether it's in the Christian army, we must obey the commander. Amen. That's the first thing they learn at boot camp. Now, I never did make boot camp. I had too many kids, too quick, too early. They couldn't afford me. So they classified me, 4F, stay home. We don't want to support your rugrats. But they tell me that the first thing they learn when they get off the bus and let a little short squatty drill instructor about five foot wide in every direction and they step off that bus and the first thing they learn is, Hoss, I'm the boss. So, in the Christian faith, veterans who have served in the Christian army, has learned very well to win the battle. We must obey the commander. Second must, we must engage the enemy. It is not Trump's fault. It is not Obama's fault. It is not Congress' fault. It's the devil's fault. Our battle is not against each other. Our battle is a spiritual battle. Our battle is something we cannot see. It is going on all about us. And veterans have learned that if you're going to win the war, you've got to first obey the commander. Secondly, you've got to get in the battle. You've got to confront, bless your heart, engage the enemy. And second and thirdly, we must fight till the end. Not till we feel like taking a break. Not when somebody hurts our feelings in the fight. Can you imagine how silly most Christian soldiers really are? Don't blame your kids. It's the devil. Well, let me help you a little bit. Notice the Bible said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Could I please admonish you today to learn to obey the commander? And you say, why? How about this? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I can't understand why in the world people will have this idea. I don't need to go to church. Just like military don't need boot camp. 
long would the military last if there was no training? What if you just showed up and they gave you a gun, a rifle, a pistol, or something else and didn't show you how to use it? You don't win any battles copping out, getting all caught up in what you want to do. You've got to obey the commander and every, every veteran I have ever talked to have said the necessity of boot camp. I read the story recently about a recruit, a new recruit just joined the Navy. Ain't that the branch of the service the Marines are in? <laughs> I lost my amen over there. You know, I lost my amen. And so this new recruit went to the commanding officer and said, Sir, I need a weekend pass. I am going to a wedding. And so the fella, uh, the, the commander wrote him out a weekend pass. And before he gave him the pass, he told the recruit, he said, now, young man, I want to tell you something. You've got to be back by seven o'clock Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And the recruit looked at the commanding officer and said, but sir, you don't understand. I am in the wedding. And the commander said, son, you don't understand. You're in the Navy. You see, what we don't understand is when we got saved, we signed up in God's army. And you do not go, you do not do what you want to do. And the commander in chief said, what, you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I tell you. Something's wrong with God's army. You think you got a weekend pass every weekend. And what you got to realize is we ain't going to win no battles till we learn to obey the commander in chief. Amen. And then secondly, we got to engage with the enemy. You know, the devil is real. I was talking to a lady the other day and she said, I know he is, I married him. <laughs> and you don't know if I've been talking to your wife or not, right? <laughs> that reminds me, out in, uh, out in uh, uh, Washington, an 18-year-old young man decided to take a joyride in a police vehicle. And so he snatched the police vehicle and took off down the road. And as he went downtown, one of the bicycle policemen saw him drive by. He radioed the patrol cars and they began to chase through downtown uh, this 18-year-old joy riding in a cop car. Well, as they were going downtown, the police that was in pursuit had to be very careful. And so they came to an intersection and they stopped momentarily to make sure the traffic came by. And when he did, another police car was traveling too fast to stop and wham, hit that policeman in the rear end. The policeman that got hit in the rear end said, my soul, somebody's after us, pulled out his gun and started shooting. And the folks in the other cop car began to shoot. And in about 15 minutes, they had shot 20 some rounds at one another, realizing, wait a minute, we made a mistake. 
That reminds me of most churches I know. That reminds me of most churches. Shooting at one another instead of the devil. Our battle is not against one another. Our battle is against the devil. I don't know if you know this, folks, but your battle is not against our church staff. It's not against our teachers at JCA. It's not against other Christians. It's against the devil. The Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. You know what that is? That's a dictatorial type government that is led by a dictator, a prince. By powers. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That's the authorities that's been put over us. By rulers of darkness in this world. You know who's running the government? The Bible said that Satan is the God of this world. John said that he's the prince of this world. You know who's running things? And spiritual wickedness in high places. Now you talk about a war we got to fight. How are you going to fight it? How are you going to win it? I'm just wondering, just asking you today, may I ask you, please, if I could, how are we going to win it? We don't fight against one another. It's a spiritual war. I was a kid years ago, and it's been many years ago. My dad owned the only theater in that part of Tennessee. Out in our backyard, he put a big screen on big poles and put church pews and had a show every Saturday night. Well, it started raining one night and I woke up on a pew and I was the only guy in the whole drive-in theater. All the rest of them was inside our house listening to a boxing match. Joe Lewis and Ezra Khan. Joe Lewis defended his title 20 plus times and they asked Joe Lewis how have you been successful in knocking out early in the first round most of your opponents? And Joe Lewis thought a minute and he said, well, I guess, number one, I study my opponent till I know him better than he knows himself. And secondly, I make a plan of attack. Christian, answer that. That might be Trump. He's wanting me to advise him. Christian, what is your plan of attack to fight principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Facebook, 
What's your plan on winning? Because veterans have learned you've got to obey the commander. You must confront the enemy and you must fight till the end. And the Bible says in verse 18, with all perseverance. Could I please encourage you today? Fight till the end. Fight till the end. I used to box a little before I got saved. I boxed my sisters. <laughs> I quit after Celia knocked me down and almost knocked me out. I did learn a little bit about it, and I, I, I loved, I, I used to like to watch boxing. I know many of you are not this old, but the old Gillette uh, Friday night at the fights look sharp, be sharp. <laughs> nope, nobody got a hold of that. I can tell by looking, you ain't that old, right? I remember before Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali was Cassius Clay. And I remember all of those fights, and I remember reading about fights. You got to obey the commander in chief, number one. And you, and you must, if you please, you must, you must engage the enemy. I close. You got to fight to the end. That gets to be more real to me, closer to the end I get. But I'd hate to look back over my life and say you are nothing but a quitter. Amen. Winners never quit and quitters never win. Gentleman Jim Corbett was the heavyweight champion for several years. For five years, he was heavyweight champion of the world. I'm through. Someone asked him, said, sir, how do you win so many fights? He said, because I always fight one more round. He said, when my feet are so tired, that I have to shuffle back to the center of the ring. I always fight one more round. And when my arms are so tired and my hands are so heavy that I can't raise them to defend myself, I always fight one more round. And when my nose is bleeding and my eyes are black and I'm so tired that I'm praying that the next punch hits me so hard it knocks me out that I can go to sleep, I always fight one more round. Remembering that he who fights one more round never loses a fight. Veterans, thank you for fighting one more round.
veterans of the Christian faith who's fought these many rounds around this place over these many years, could I thank you for fighting one more round? Let's not quit. God bless our veterans. God bless the USA. God bless every saint of God that has served Jesus. And we're just waiting for the trump to sound and the dead in Christ rise first. God bless you for being here today. The man who fights one more round never loses a fight. And Paul said, as he closed his eyes in death, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Thank you, veterans, for the fight, for your sacrifice, for your love.